and welcome to Midpen Sports Weekly, the only podcast covering all sports across the Midpen Conference. I'm Luke Brown, joined by Dravin Murty, and today we're previewing the District 3 1A Girls Soccer Championship, and we take a look back on the McDevitt Boys Soccer season. Uh, but we're super excited. It's playoff time, uh, Dravin. Absolutely. It's always a great time of year, especially when you get everything flowing, everything going, everyone's excited. It's the best time of the year. Yeah, uh, it certainly is. I mean, and now it's everything is kind of in sync, at least for the time being, because the football season finished up after week 10 last week, um, and it was it was a pretty good week of football, a lot of in-division games, and a lot of teams were like, had must-win games. I mean, we talked to Timmy Bonin last week, and they played at Mechanicsburg in what probably was a must-win game, and as most people know, District 3 has a very complex thing of who gets in and who get who doesn't, an algorithm, uh, for who gets in and who doesn't get into the playoffs, but um, you you think that most teams that were in the final spot, like if they took 12 teams from your classification to playoffs and you were on the 12 spot, it's a pretty much must-win game. Uh, but Northern came up with the win, Carlisle came up with the win, and they're uh, into the playoffs. Yeah, I believe Northern did end up in the, in the district playoffs, but now every sport for the fall is uh, finished up or in district, so a great time. And we start with a district game on Friday at Cumberland Valley, but first, we want to let you know that on November 10th, we are taking our talents over to Cumberland Valley. Dravin and I are heading over to the, uh, to the Dome at Cumberland Valley, as well as the Swimming Pool and all of that for Winter Media Day, uh, presented by Penn Live. They gave us the invite, and for those of you who have been listening and reading along with us, you'll know that I was there during the fall um, as a solo job, and then and then Dravin came along here during the high school football season, and we're going to be talking to the best athletes from winter sports from all across the Midpen. It should be a lot of fun, and we're excited to be there. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about Cumberland Valley football and what they're uh, what they're tasked with this week. They're facing Mannheim Township, a team that they previously beat um, in what was a uh, a pretty exciting game. They had a fourth down stop that allowed them to to make it uh, to make it. I think it was a 31-27 game. And they got the fourth down sack. It was a uh, really good game, and it should be another really good game on Friday. Absolutely, but this, like you said, this is a team that they played each other. They played each other like start of the season way earlier. It's been almost two, it's been over two full months since these two teams have seen each other. They're very different from when they've seen each other, and I I think Mannheim Township gets this win. I think for them, it's going to come down to stopping Isaac Signs for <coughs> Isaac Signs for Cumberland Valley. If they're able to neutralize him, Cumberland Valley's in some trouble. They've relied on him heavily, and he's an amazing player. But if Mannheim Township, it was a lock-in on him, and they and they and they forced Cumberland Valley to go somewhere else. I don't know how that turns out for Cumberland Valley. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think right now the big thing is that Cumberland Valley is coming off of kind of a shaky end to the season. Uh, as you mentioned, these are this is a team that was very different from uh, August 26 when they played previously. Cumberland Valley came into this season with pretty reasonable expectations. People were like, "Oh, well, they'll probably go about six and four, seven and three. They started off with three straight non uh, out of conference wins against Mannheim Township, Central York, Springford. Um, they beat CD East at home. They kind of came sort of close to Harrisburg on the road. It was uh, 30 to 14. But then they, they finished out the season in week eight and week nine with two straight losses. One to Carlisle uh, behind Jeremiah Hargrove for Carlisle with uh, with a, I think it was a touchdown that, t- that had them take the lead. And then they lost in a reasonable loss to State College. So they're sitting on a 7-3 and three, um Seven and three finished the year. Three of their losses are to playoff teams, so I think it's pretty reasonable. But still, you don't want to come out um, with that final three games going one and two. I mean, that's just not the way you want to play. But I think that they get their confidence back. I think that they look at this game saying, well, we beat them before. Uh, it's a big game. We're at our home stadium. Why don't we come up with the win? And I, I think I'm going to take Cumberland Valley, and our picks will come out on Thursday. It might change by then, but I think that, that Cumberland Valley pulls out the win. I think it's going like, to go down to that factor of just revenge. Every Everybody wants to be able to say, yeah, we're, 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 we're here to prove we're better. And they, they, Mannheim Township didn't prove that the first time. I think they want revenge. I've rolled with Cumberland Valley in our pick so far. I'm going against them here. I think Manheim Township pulls up some magical, some magical stuff on Cumberland Valley at Cumberland Valley, and I think they're able to pull it out. And eight teams are in the bracket here for 6A. The first game is Hempfield and Carlisle. Carlisle went 6-4 and four on the year, but I, I really look at this... Uh, set up, and I think Carlisle. I think you don't don't doubt them. I think if they beat Hempfield, then they've already shown that they can beat Cumberland Valley. I mean, how much better can you get than that uh, when they beat Cumberland Valley previously? And if Mannheim Township ends up winning the game on Friday, then it's a team that that is, that's going to be a really good matchup. I think Carlisle is certainly one of these sleeper teams to watch. Um, Central York is heading over. That that's a big game, actually. Central York and William Penn York is a huge game. I I I would assume that that's a rivalry, and I'm not well versed with the York Adams League because we're a mid Penn podcast. But um, William Penn York is like kind of the main school in York, I think, and then Central York is still the two seed after losing Bo Perbula, who went on to play at Penn State. So that's. That's a big game, and then Harrisburg and Wilson is another big game. Harrisburg went seven and two on the year. Wilson went eight and two. It's uh, Saturday at Harrisburg High at one p.m., and the rest of those games are Friday at seven. Uh, but we tr- we uh, go on to girls soccer and boys soccer, and we'll touch on boys soccer first. Central Dolphin, for the second time this playoff season, has a home doubleheader. Tomorrow, as their girls' team, the two seed in the District 4A tournament, 
has a home game against uh, Warwick to advance to the district final. And and we talked previously before we started recording here about outscoring your playoff opponents. Central Dolphin has outscored their opponents 16-1 to uh, after an 11-0 win in the first round during their first home doubleheader uh, at Landis Field when they outscored Central York 11-0 and then they went on to beat um, their next game 5-1 to and now I'm blanking on who that was that they that played. Ephrata. Ephrata, okay. Um, Ephrata 5-1, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but a, a unbelievable work from Central Dolphin. And this is a team that had high expectations coming into the year. They're 17-1-1 now and facing Warwick, who is the three seed. So that's a big game. And on the other side of the bracket, it's Mannheim Township, who's 16-0 coming into the bracket, 18-0 now, facing Penn Manor, uh, the four seed. So really, I'm a big upset guy, but this is unbelievable stuff. It's the one, two, three, and four seed in the 4A bracket. And Central Dolphin looks to uh, looks to continue the favorite team winning tomorrow night. I mean, it's just insane. I, I think it'll. There's no. There's a number of ways to go. I truthfully just I can't decide right now. It's gonna be intense. Yeah, I agree, and I think these two versus three matchups are going to be really good. Um, last night. Lower Dolphin and Northern faced off in one of those games in the uh, 3A bracket. And just, they're uh, really good games. I think they're marquee matchups around the mid-pen. And uh, Central Dolphin is obviously one of the best teams, if not the best girls soccer team in the area. And I I think that they end up with the win here. Uh, Warwick's really good. But they've had three losses. This is a Central Dolphin team who have walked away from a game frowning one time. Um, so I think that that's the, that's the key to this is Central Dolphin has more experience in big games. And they're obviously rolling through this bracket. I mean, 5-1 is a big win for a soccer team. 11-0 is unbelievable. I mean, I think it's going to be momentum that kills Warwick. Warwick, Warwick's won, and congrats, they beat Wilson, they beat Cumberland Valley, they, they've been solid teams. It is the fact that you are now forced to play Central Dolphin at Central Dolphin's home field after the last few games, they've come out toward their opponent 16-1. Central Dolphin is on a roll that is unheard of in soccer, and you're unfortunately, I believe, the next victim in their line of just absolute murders. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing here is it was a close game, and I followed along the Cumberland Valley Girls Soccer page on Twitter. Does a uh, wonderful job of keeping the folks updated on the final scores and, and everything during the game. Um, so I followed along with that, and it was close. Uh, they Warwick only won against six-seed Cumberland Valley in a 2-1 to final, uh, whereas Central Dolphin was... A two seed facing a seven seed, and they still won five to one in the second round. So I, I think uh, Central Dolphin ends up with the win there. But let's go to the boys game, which will follow the girls game. Starts at five o'clock, and then the boys game to follow right after the girls. And this is going to be another one of those good games for Central Dolphin. It's a mid pen matchup 
and it is Central Dolphin and Chambersburg. I like this matchup. I think that um, Chambersburg has a really solid squad, but at the end of the day, uh, Central Dolphin is well-versed in soccer. I think that they are, uh, once again, I, I, I have to roll with the Rams here. I think Chambersburg is unfortunately just in over their heads. I think Central uh, CD boys have outscored their boys in. <laughs> not necessarily comparable to the girls, but they've still been on an absolute roll. And again, they have to go to CD. Chambersburg is a good team. By no means are they a slouch. The issue is they're David facing Goliath, and I don't know if they have the slingshot. Yeah, uh, I, I agree, and I think the biggest thing right now is how many what your record says based off of who you've played. And Chambersburg has played some good teams, but they're thirteen and six. The they got really they played a really good game against Northeastern and kind of stunned them uh, three to nothing. But at the end of the day, I think uh, Central Dolphin has the most experience in big games. They've lost once. Or they've lost. They've lost three games. Uh, one of them was to Cumberland Valley, I know, uh, but they've played some good good schools. And on the other side of the bracket, you have Warwick, who's always good. Uh, they they've been really sneaky though. They played Mannheim Township, beat them in the first round, one zero in double overtime, and then they played Conestoga Valley, the 14 seed in this bracket, who stunned Cumberland Valley. And I was at that game at uh, Eagle View. Unbelievable stuff, and. Warwick ended up with the win against Conestoga Valley 2-0. Uh, and then, now they find themselves in the uh, state tournament. They're going to be in the state tournament coming up. And I think they will go... Yeah, it's going to be like a play-in game for Warwick to get into the state tournament itself. But uh, they've qualified as a as an 11 seed. So, And uh, Hempfield is the 2 seed. I think Hempfield ends up winning at the bottom half of the bracket and Central Dolphin up top, and it's a big game um, Saturday for the district championship. That's just my take. I mean, Warwick, Warwick huge win. Again, or a very good one against Curtis Doug Valley. Curtis Doug Valley had one of the biggest upsets beating Cumberland Valley. That one was an absolute shocker. But Warwick did a great job. They, they shut him out 2 nothing. And they played very well. Now, Hempfield is a huge challenge. Hempfield, by no fault of that team, they're a very tough team. I think Warwick has a good shot. And it's a huge accomplishment in the States, regardless. I don't think they beat Hempfield, though. I just think Hempfield just, I think Hempfield squeaks it out. I think it's a close one. I can see maybe being like 3 2 with like, in the final 10 minutes, Hempfield. To put it in, take the lead, but I think Hempfield still gets the win over Warwick. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think so too. Um, I think Hempfield has a really good squad, and we're gonna get into our interviews, we're talking with McDevitt Boys Soccer as well as Camp Hill Girls Soccer, uh, reviewing the McDevitt Boys season and previewing a district championship coming up for Camp Hill. Uh, so let's get into that. But I hope you enjoyed us talking about uh, some football and soccer, and we hope you enjoy the interviews as well. 
And here we are with Camp Hill Girls Soccer attacking mid Della Hawkins, a sophomore with the program, and now the fi they find themselves in the district championship on Wednesday. Uh, it's a big game for Camp Hill, and they came into the tournament as, I believe, the five seed um, in 1A, and they're heading to the district championship. Uh, and Della, happy to have you on the program. Thanks for having me. So, you had practice today uh, and have practice tomorrow ahead of the big game on Wednesday. What were the focuses uh, today in practice and what will they be tomorrow? Um, today was mostly just a fun practice. We actually had a Halloween dress-up practice today just for fun, like going into the week um, with a good attitude. And tomorrow we'll get back to work focusing on uh, tactics for Harrisburg Christian. And um, our coach Alex will be has been watching film on them, so he's going to set us up in a way that he thinks will counter their team in the best way, and we'll work on that tomorrow. And you guys were or have been an underclassman led team. You're an underclassman. Um, there's freshmen. I mean, Sophia Shaw has been really good this year. CC Beam. <laughs> the list of sophomores and freshmen goes on. How has that really played a difference and a, a big key into this year? Um, well, at first it was kind of hard because we were so underclassmen heavy that not a ton of experience. The sophomore class, um, I think only two of us started last year, me and Marissa McGuire. So a lot of the sophomores that are playing this year didn't have varsity experience, so it was essentially a new, all new for obviously the men, Cece and Sophia, and others like Mary Shardle um, that get playing time as well. They have all new high school, and it's a totally different game than club. And I think our coach has done amazing things with us because it is hard to prepare for high school. I'm significantly better this year than I was last year just because I've had the experience. So it was difficult for us at the beginning of the season, for sure. But we've grown together and learn together as we are so young. So I think that the experience of all of us having such little experience has made us better and more as a team instead of as individuals. And not only, and you and you talked a little bit about this, but not only is there underclassmen leading this team, but you guys have a new coach and um, not somebody that you had last year. How has that really played a difference? You talked a little bit about it, but as a team, how has that really been a big change? Um, I feel like he has been really good for our team, most definitely. Um, he has brought us together because he is new, and as is most of our starting lineup, are young that we all just have to trust each other. Instead of playing for ourselves, we have to play for each other because nobody really, at the beginning of the season, nobody really knew what was happening. We were figuring out a coach. We were figuring out new players. So I think it's definitely been a positive for us. I mean, we're doing really well this season. So it's certainly a good thing. But uh, I just really feel like he's um, helped us to play together instead of play for ourselves. And has he addressed today or last week, whatever it may have been after the win against Lancaster Mennonite, anything about the school you're facing, Harrisburg Christian Academy? Uh, they beat DeLone Catholic on Saturday. Has he addressed any of, of things about the opponent? Um, not particularly. 
I mean, as a team, and we've all been looking at, like, each other's records of teams we've been playing, like, who they've played that we've played. So we know that we've both played Milton Hershey. We've both played, um, shoot, I'm blanking. Um, we've both played... Mount Calvary Christian, I think. Yes. And who we played senior night, which was Millersburg. Okay. So we've, we've compared schedule, um scores so but we don't really know too much about them other than that just besides the three teams that we've both played and we've had pretty similar scores so have you uh have you guys followed any of the other teams like trinity mcdevitt that you've played over the year in their other district games yeah we've been uh watching the scores so that trinity won and mcdevitt lost but not too focused on them because now they're not really um, part of we won't find them again in playoffs so not too focused on them as more focused on who we will play and finally uh, what's if you could choose one aspect of the game goalkeeping the defense has been really good with Pedro and the senior leading that side or with you and players like Sophia Shaw with scoring what is going to, to really go the distance on Wednesday and win you guys a district championship um, honestly, I feel like it'll be our midfield because with our midfield, we've got defensive players like Karen and Cece, um, who are defensive minded and are always helping back. So when, if somebody breaks through, they're ready to help out Cage and Dylan and the rest of our defensive line. And, but they're also always on the attack. So like Cece, again, she is such a good player that she sees the field so well. So if she sees a through ball that will work perfectly like she plays it and she will get the ball through to whoever it needs to find and then someone Sophia me whoever's up there will attack so I feel like our midfield has such skilled players that they can help back and help with the attack so I feel like they're going to be a key part of the game good luck in the district championship and thanks for joining Midpen Sports Weekly thank you for having me Costa Gianaris led his McDevitt Crusaders to a 12-4 record to get them to the playoffs. He was the leading scorer and even joined the 100-point club before his team season unfortunately ended. He joins me now. Costa, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Obviously, the season didn't end the way you wanted it to. What could your team done better to beat Cocalico? Uh, yeah, it was a great season. Um, we played well throughout the season and feeling good going into playoffs. Uh, Cocalco played a great game that game, so I'll give that I'll give them some credit. But um, I don't think we could have done much better. Uh, it was unfortunate that I wasn't able to play that game due to a lingering injury from from the last game of the regular season. But um, the team left it all on the field, and I couldn't I can't really ask for much more from them. It was a great great effort, and I'm happy I was a part of it. What did it mean to you to join that elite list of 100 point scorers for McDevitt? Uh, obviously, it meant a lot to me. Um, I tried very hard throughout and worked very hard throughout my whole high school career and just seeing that all come together and pay off was um was was a great great feeling. But obviously I couldn't have done anything without my teammates throughout throughout my whole career and my coaching. So I'm very grateful for all of that. If you could pinpoint one game or moment or just any any part of your high school soccer career that you that you'll remember forever, what would that moment be? Uh, I think I think that moment would have to be uh, the last regular season game 
uh, of my senior year against CD East, uh, and more specifically my second goal of that game. I think that goal just set the tone of the whole season and the energy it brought with the celebration. It just brought the whole team together. And at the same time, unfortunately, that, that time was when I had my little injury, which uh, caused me not to be able to play in playoffs. So it was a win and loss situation, but I remember definitely remember that moment forever. What went into your choice to go to McDevitt, and how do you view your decision now that your playing days are finished? Uh, I think the main main motive to go to McDevitt was the, just the family environment and the loving environment that, that it brought with it. And um, looking back on it now, I've, I've seen that I've made so many great bonds and memories throughout, throughout my time playing at McDevitt and attending the school and being a part of the program that I'll remember uh, for the rest of my life, and I'll be very grateful for that. So now that soccer's over, what's next in terms of either your soccer career or just general pursuings? Uh, I'm going to focus on the club season for now, and then I'm planning on uh, playing college soccer next fall. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much for coming on, Costa. Yep, not a problem.